Hey there, you're listening to Leadership Unleashed with your host, Todd Bishop. If you like today's message, like, subscribe, and share. If you'd like to get feedback, email todd at toddbishop.tv. Enjoy today's teaching. In this month's episode of Leadership Unleashed, I'm your host, Todd Bishop, and Leadership Unleashed is all about unleashing the leader on the inside of your life. It's just one of the many avenues we have to raise up, inspire, and encourage leaders. We have conferences, we have coaching and consulting, uh, we do so much. We have leadership articles that come out weekly. There are things that we are doing all the time to unleash the leader on the inside of your life. So I hope you take advantage of that. You could do that by just going to toddbishop.tv and you could subscribe and you could be part of the ongoing conversation and the environments that we help create for leaders to become everything God designed them to be. But in this month's episode, I want to talk about a subject that most leaders stay away from. Most leaders don't want to talk about. Most leaders don't want to dial into. It's the subject of control. So in this month's episode of Leadership Unleashed, I want to talk to you about out of an abundance of control. Out of an abundance of control. Some of you just need to write that down right now, out of an abundance of control. Not out of an abundance of caution, but out of an abundance of control. So let me start this episode with this. I am a control freak. I know it's going to resonate with a lot of leaders. I am a control freak. In fact, I believe most leaders are control freaks. I like to be in control. I like to lead from a position of control. It's just something that's hardwired on the inside of my leadership. Now, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just making a confession about control. But so many leaders today think control's a negative thing. I personally think it can really turn into a positive thing if we leverage the control parameters the right way. There's a verse in the Bible that I want you to see from a different vantage point if you're a believer in Christ. You're going to know this verse. If you're not, just stay with me. It's going to make sense. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and self-control. In other words, God doesn't give us the uh, leadership capacity to lead from a place of fear, but of love, power, and self-control control. Notice it does not say that you lead from a place of love, power, and people control, or company control, or mission control, or health control, or circumstance control. We are not in control of any of those. The only thing we are in control of is ourself. The decisions we make, the thoughts we have, the way that we lead. Control, control, control. Leadership is largely about control, but nobody wants to talk about that component of leadership because when we hear the word control, we always think negative. That person is so controlling. That person is a micromanager. Well, leaders by nature are in control and they manage things. And sometimes they have to deep dive into things to see whether or not things are working the way they're supposed to work. So, There's this thing uh, in air traffic control. It's called positive control. It's the practice of controlling aircraft whose positions are determined by direct radar observation. Let me say it again. 
positive control in the air traffic control practice or industry is the capacity of controlling aircraft whose positions are determined by direct radar observation. Notice control is about observing. It's about observing and secondly, it's about directing. Positive control in air traffic control is about observing the positions on the radar and then directing planes to go to the right place. In leadership, healthy control is about observing and directing, not overwhelming and dictating. Oh, let me say that again. Healthy control, notice the word healthy. Healthy control is about observing and directing, not overwhelming and dictating. Okay, let me bring you into my life. I'm currently on sabbatical. I'm not in the office. I'm not there on Sundays. I pastor a church. I'm not there on Sundays. Um, I'm allowing the team to lead. Now, that does not mean on sabbatical, I'm not observing and directing. I'm doing it from an external position. I'm doing it as needed, when needed. Healthy control is about observing and directing. If someone like, you know, I'm not the hugest believer in sabbaticals where people totally unplug and they disconnect from everyone because a lot can happen in five weeks. There are some people that take three months sabbaticals. A lot can happen in three months. Healthy control is about observing and directing, not overwhelming and dictating. So even though I'm not in the office, I'm still getting daily reports sent through our communication protocol. I get all that. I know what's happening. Um, my wife knows what's happening for the things that she leads and oversees. But on the reality, the reality is we're literally observing and directing from a distance. How do you observe and direct from a distance. Let me give you three quick bullets before we get into the meat today. Three things you got to do to observe and direct from a distance. One, delegate leadership. You have to give people authority or control over other things. So you got to delegate leadership. Number two, you got to delegate decisions. You've got to let your people know, your team know, uh, that they can make decisions. Now, if it's the right decision, you're going to celebrate it. If it's the wrong decision, you're going to correct it. Wrong decisions, you correct. Right decisions, you celebrate. So you delegate leadership, you delegate decisions, and you delegate strategy. You allow people to think, to plan, and to prepare the strategies to accomplish the mission of the organization, business, or their division of that corporation, or their arm of the ministry that you lead or nonprofit. All three of those things are about authority. If you're not delegating leadership, you're not delegating decisions, and you're not delegating strategy, then you have unhealthy control. You're overwhelming people, and you're dictating to people task and not authority. Healthy control is simply about observing and directing. It's about observing what's taking place and directing people to get to the place that God's called them and God's called your organization. So let me give you really quick four principles of control, four principles of control, and these are important, okay? So stay with me on these. Write these down if you can. Number one, use your authority for the bigger picture. Use your authority for the bigger picture. If you're the top-tier leader in your organization, use your authority for the bigger picture. 
Deborah uh, Greenfeld said this, you have to get comfortable using power in order to have the impact on the world you want to have. That's really good. You have to get comfortable with using power in order to have the impact on the world that you want to have. Use your authority for the bigger picture. There's always a bigger picture. Um, see, this, this principle is about impact. When you use your authority for the bigger picture, you are directing, you are observing, and you are getting people to a preferred destiny where you've designed that organization, business, ministry, nonprofit to be. You got to use your authority for the bigger picture. The challenge is most people use their authority for their own picture. The check to this is, and it always has to go back to this, are you using your authority for the bigger picture? That sometimes means you got to get outside your comfort zone. You got to allow people to lead. You got to delegate leadership. You've got to delegate decisions and you've got to delegate strategy to other people and when you do those three things you know what you're saying I have healthy control I am observing and I am delegating I am not overwhelming and dictating number two you have to know your limits know your limits this is about influence using your authority for the bigger picture is about impact knowing your limits is about influence. Um, you cannot manipulate control over people. You've got to be so cautious to know the limitations of your authority. You do not want to abuse people because you have a little control freak on the inside. You, you know, it's interesting. The word manipulate starts with three letters M A N, man. It is man trying to dominate or dictate to people their preferred behaviors. The reality is we're called to delegate and observe, not dictate and overwhelm. So you got to know your limits. You got to be very cautious as a control freak. And every leader is a control freak in some way. You got to be so cautious that you know when you are controlling the direction of your organization versus over controlling the people in your organization because you do not want to be an abusive leader a controlling leader that manipulates people to do what you need them to do to accomplish what you want them to accomplish so number one you got to use your authority for the bigger picture that's about impact you got to know your limits that's about influence and number three you've got to delegate and elevate this is about impartation now i know we spoke about this before but this is so important. You as a leader, one of your chief functions is to give people opportunities to grow. Let me say that again. One of your chief functions as a leader is to give people an opportunity to grow. If you are the only one growing in your organization, your organization will only go so far. But if you can keep everybody in your organization growing and going, eventually you will get to the preferred destiny that you established or the predecessor before you established for that business, organization, ministry, or nonprofit. You got to delegate and elevate. This is about impartation. This is about you saying, hey, I am giving authority to somebody else. I'm going to allow someone else to represent me. That's ambassadorship. You know, the president of the United States can't be everywhere. So he has ambassadors for nations and regions, and they go represent him. 
We as employers, if we want to lead well, we must create an army of ambassadors that they represent us well wherever they are. So in our context as a church, we have a next generation ministries, children, youth, champions network, which is a ministry toward those with special needs. And we have young adults. Those things, we will let them champion. We want you to move that ball down the field, down the court in those ministries. We don't want to overwhelm you. We want you to be elevated. We, I remember when we hired our children's pastor and our youth pastor, I said to them basically the same thing. I'm giving you a blank canvas. Here's your parameters. Paint a beautiful picture for the next generation. I didn't tell them this is what I want it to look like. I gave them the framework. Don't go over this line. Don't cross this line. I gave them simply the framework whereby they can create an incredible program for our children, our youth, those with special needs, and our young adults in college and early in their career. You've got to be able to delegate. So when you delegate to someone, you're actually elevating them. When you give someone and you delegate that leadership, you delegate decisions or you delegate strategy and you give that to them, you know what you're doing? You're elevating them. And as you raise them up and you give people in your organization, your business, your ministry, your church, an opportunity to grow, you will be very surprised at how fast they will grow to it. But if you're always suffocating them, you're always overwhelming them, you're always micromanaging them, you know what ends up happening? You end up sucking the life out of them. And then they're just doing a job. And when someone's just doing a job, it, it really just becomes going through the motions. It's nine to five. They clock in, they clock out. When you have someone who's passionate about it, release them, delegate and elevate them. And as you delegate leadership to them, as you delegate decisions to them, as you delegate strategy to them, yes, there will be times you will have to correct them. Yes, there will be times you have to pull them back and say, hey, this was the wrong decision, but that is okay. It's part of the leadership equation. When you delegate and elevate, you'll also have to recalibrate. You'll also have to say, hey, I would have probably done it this way. I'm going to support you publicly on this. But I think next time, think through this process. I just had this recently happen while I'm on this sabbatical where someone made a decision and I had to slightly get involved in it. It wasn't the right decision. Now, I didn't want to belittle the person or hurt the person. So what we basically did is we just recalibrated. We recalibrated so we can move forward. Delegation and elevation is all about impartation. It's you taking your authority and you're giving it to someone else. And when you delegate authority and responsibility, you'll be very surprised at the output that your team puts in to your organization because they feel highly valued, highly respected, and they really truly get a sense that they matter to the team. So that matters. Number one, you gotta use your authority for the bigger picture, that's about impact. You've gotta know your limits, that's about influence. You've gotta delegate and elevate, that's all about impartation. But then fourth, you have to lead with your head and your heart. You have to lead with your head and your heart, and this is all about inspiration. Um, most leaders only lead with their head. They don't lead with their heart as well. You've got to lead with your head. That's where decisions flow from. That's where uh, your competency comes from. That's where all the skills, talents, and abilities that God has blessed you with, they flow out of your head. 
But then you also have to lead with your heart. You have to be sensitive and caring and compassionate to people. And so if you're a controlling leader like I am, you're going to have a tendency to lead with your head. But if you're a caring leader, not just a controlling leader, you will also lead from your heart. The more of a control freak you are, the more you must lean into your heart so you can balance yourself out. If you cannot do that as a leader and you can't bring balance to your control, you will be seen as a dictator, as an authoritarian. And I'll be honest, in the past, I've been seen as those things because I led out of my gifts and talents instead of that passion and love for people that I have. And what I've tried to do in 27 years of leading is to balance those two out where I'm leading with my head and my heart. And the more I can do that, the better I will be as a leader. Let me give you a quick recap of what we talked about so far in this episode of Leadership Unleashed out of an abundance of control. I'm a control freak. In fact, most leaders are control freaks, but I've quickly learned that you can have healthy control. Here's what healthy control is. Healthy control is about observing and directing your team, not overwhelming and just dictating to them. How do you know someone's a healthy leader? They do three things really well. They delegate leadership, they delegate decisions, and they delegate strategy. Those who have healthy control are doing those three things on a regular basis. We also learn that there are four principles of positive control. The first is this. You must use your authority for the bigger picture. This is about impact. It's about the bigger picture of what your business, your ministry, your nonprofit wants to accomplish. You're going to use the authority you've been given Give it to others so they can grow the business or organization. Number two, you must know your limits. This is about influence. This is really measuring whether or not you're abusing your influence or leveraging your influence. Number three, we talked about it a lot in this episode, but delegate and elevate. That's about impartation. It's about you taking the authority you've been given and give it to other people. And then the final principle of positive control is lead with your head and your heart, that's about inspiration. You can't just operate out of your gifts, talents, and abilities. You must also operate out of a passion and love for people. So as we wrap up this episode, I want to finish with an acronym for what I believe healthy control looks like, okay? Healthy control looks like. So we're going to take the first letter, uh, we're going to take the letters in control, and we're going to give you an acronym for what healthy control will look like. Number one, it will be cultivating. It will cultivate a desire to learn and grow, not just over people, but with people. O, it'll be orchestrating. It's like an orchestra of your team working together. You're trying to put everybody together as a symphony, symphony to make great music for your business or organization. And healthy control often creates you, causes you to be nice. You have to be nice. You can't be a control freak. That's not nice. That's not healthy control. That's unhealthy control. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, don't want to do it again. Uh, cultivate, orchestrate, nice. T, trust yourself. Trust your gut, trust your heart, trust your abilities, trust your talents, and it'll take you really far. R in control is release. You've got to release people to do the right thing. You have to also, oh, be open-handed. 
Realize that everything that's been given to you, hold with an open hand because you never know when it can be taken from you. Hold with an open hand the people that God's put in your life, the places you get to do what you do, and the purpose that God's put on you. And then L, lift up. Healthy control will always lift up others to elevate others, to unleash others, to fulfill their purpose in this life and in your organization. So what does healthy control look like? It's cultivating, it's orchestrating, it's nice, you trust yourself, you release others, you're open-handed with what God's given you, and you lift up those that you lead. All I know today is out of an abundance of control, you can be in control and still be healthy as you unleash the leader on the inside of you. Love to get some feedback from you. Let me know what you thought. Hey, we'll see you next month on another episode of Leadership Unleashed. Wow, that was so good. If you enjoyed today's teaching, why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a future message. Also, follow Todd Bishop on social media. We'll see you next episode. Don't forget to unleash the leader in you.